Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Can we swear on your show? Okay. Great. We can say damn. No, I'm not going to say any swears. And hell. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to say any. All right. Because once you go down that road. Exactly. (laughs) What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Fall is upon us, and winter is coming. Perfect time to get into a good book. I wanted to find out what the people are reading these days. New books, recent books, books from 30 years ago. What's good? So I'm here with Greta Johnson. She's the host of the Nerdette podcast at WBEZ, and she reads hella books. <laughs> Greta, welcome to The Rundown. Hello. Thank you for having me. I do read hella books. Yes, it's thank true. So are you more of like a physical book reader? I think most of my book consumption these days is audiobook. Like probably more than half of the books I read are books that I listen to. Yeah, you know, I I did a little poll on Uh my Instagram stories. Yeah, which I chimed in on. (laughs) Yes, you did. Thank you. (laughs) Team audio or team physical book. Yeah. 20 people responded. Mm -hmm. One person was team audiobook. Wow, that's really low. That's surprising. low. Seven people, team physical book. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was like, either, both, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Oh, so there's, so I bet they're doing a lot of audiobooks. Then. Yeah, they could be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they can be really, especially like, you know, if you're reading a memoir. Like, I just listened to Maria Bamford's memoir. And like, she reads that. Like, of course I want Maria Bamford to read me. Yes. Book, you know? I listened to Will Smith's yes. memoir on yeah. audio. I mean, he was rapping. He was yes. playing piano, by yeah. the way, y'all. He plays piano right. in case you didn't like, know. Why would you not listen to that? Exactly. He's a rap. He's he's a performer with his, yeah, his body and his mouth. That's a gift you can yes. give yourself. Exactly. Did you hear that Britney Spears did not narrate her the new memoir that came out? I did not hear Isn't that, that weird? Michelle Williams did it, which I find is like, the over. it's too close. You know what I mean? Huh. I thought it was a weird pick, but I, anyway. I'll say I'm definitely more of an audiobook listener. Mm. Because it started when I used to commute a lot. Yeah, it's you know, great. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, obviously, you know, you get distracted and you miss your exit. Um, of course. Yeah, it many happens. times you miss your turn. Yeah. It's just nice. It's a multitask. And, you know, like, I it's feel like, lovely. hello, we host podcasts. Yeah. So here's a question. Do you listen at 1.0 speed to your audiobooks? Or do you? I do. You and I did not know that that was oh, yeah. one of many options. I listen yeah. on Audible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, depending on the narrator, sometimes if they're a little slow, 1.25, you can barely notice. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been listening to the Throne of Glass series. The books just seem to get thicker and thicker. (laughs) Um, Sarah J. Maas. And there may come a time when I want to listen on 1.25. You could pick up the pace a little if you want. All right. No pressure. (laughs) Thanks for for putting me on because I I was not ready. I didn't know that. I would also love to put in a plug for Libro, which is the audiobook company that where money you can like pick the independent bookstore that you want to support with your membership. Oh, love that. And they have the same inventory as Audible. I like I think it can be very difficult to divest from Audible. At least it was for me. Like you have all these credits, you don't know what to do with yeah. it. But it's, you know, something to think about down the line, maybe switching over. It's really it's it's a great little app. It does the same exact thing. Okay, good to know. And then the like the public library system has Yes, Libby is amazing. Yes, yes there are so many audiobooks 
Hey, Libby. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, so we have some other poll results oh, good. in the audiobook realm. <laughs> the question was, if I listen to an audiobook, can I say I read it? We got 16 responses, okay, including, uh, obviously, Aaron from Greta. All caps. All caps. <laughs> All caps with uh-huh. exclamation marks. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, only four other people said definitively yes. Interesting. What did other people say? Ten people said no, including a hell no nah and a nope. Ugh. One person said, yes, but you have to say you listened to it on mm. audio. I think you can still say you read it. I mean, technically, you did listen to it. Like, the thing that really gets me, if you want to be super nerdy about it, is that, like, books come from stories which come from oral tradition, right? Ooh. Like, there were, like, literally millennia of human history where we were not writing stuff down, but we were telling each other stories. That is the beauty of a good book. And whether you hear it or read it on the page does not matter at all. I probably would have cursed if I could have at that moment, but I didn't. (laughs) But I want people to know. (laughs) You know, I I like your thinking. I appreciate that, especially as like a very audiobook type. Um, Yeah. If it's not fiction, I'm definitely listening to it on audio. Like I just theory or self-help. I'm just like... I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna finish it. No, I'm just not. Yeah, listen to it. Let it wash over you. Yeah, just exactly. Go along with it. How did you get into books as a youngin? I was probably in like fourth grade. My brother would have been in second grade. We moved from Alaska to Minnesota, and we learned about cable television. This was like in the mid '90s in Alaska. It just like did not exist, and oh. so we sat down and had a family meeting. And my brother and I were like, "We want cable TV." And my dad was like, okay, well, cable TV costs $30 a month. So we could get cable TV or I could give each of you $15 a month for books. And like no questions asked, hands down, we were like, we'll take the books. Give us all the books. Okay, dad. Yeah. So I know that says a lot about how how nerdy my dad is too. (laughs) But yeah, so that was just like we, we loved books. We always read books. Wow. So what about you? Like learning to read mm. was was where the difficulty came in for me, which is basically the beginning. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. That's a tough start. You know, I grew. I had a single mom, mm. and I was at work with her after school oh, every yeah, day. You said that, yeah, yeah. So I had to learn how to read. At my mom is a barber, which means she works in a public place. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And so I had to sit there and like read my books out loud to her and her customers and oh, anyone else in earshot. No pressure. Exactly. As I was learning to read, yeah. um, you know, no shade, you know, to my mama. Sure. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, boo. You, you helped me learn how to read. You taught me we good. Thanks to all the teachers, all the educators, all the people. I'm here. I'm reading <laughs> out here in these streets. But I was embarrassed I mean, a that's, lot. Yeah. It's yeah. also just like. Then that's not fun. That's work, you know? And then, like, why would you do that for fun? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, as a kid, I was, like, not here for reading. I was not trying to read nothing. I remember my cousin was so geeked to buy me Harry Potter for oh. my birthday. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> you bought me a book. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> Get me <laughs> clueless on VHS. That's what oh, I want. A classic. A classic. <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely more here for the for the movies and TV, um, which was you know great. And I ran on a rant recently on a, on my IG stories. Also, if you're kind of my IG stories, like get up in my IG stories, like it goes down. Um, yeah, about how like 
sitting down and reading a book, like it's so much on a pedestal. And I just I just needed to like come down off that pedestal a little bit. You know, there's so many ways to consume information um, and to learn and integrate um, that doesn't involve turning pages. Yeah, um, totally. Fall is upon us. Fall Winter is, upon is coming us. today as we are recording this conversation. It is snowing outside. Uh, uh, <laughs> it came so soon. I know, right? We're getting into fall as a book nerdette. Mm-hmm. What is, do you have a criteria for like a good fall read? You know, it's a great question. And it's something that we talked about on Nerdette actually around summer books this year. And mm-hmm. we had my friend Tracy Thomas on the show who hosts a podcast called The Stacks, which is a really great like book club podcast. And Tracy is adamant, and I completely believe this, that like anything you read on a beach is a beach read. And so I think to that end, if you extend that out to fall, anything oh, okay. you read in the fall is a fall okay. book, oh, you know, um, <laughs> because, yeah, it's like so we have so many obligations. There are so many things competing for our time. However, you are finding pleasure reading a thing, even if you're listening to the thing is beautiful and you should keep doing that. Right. Um, I think for me, especially this time of year, especially as a nerd, I love the back to school vibes of like a dark academic thrillery thing, you know? Ooh, this sounds kind of specific. Um, what, give me an example. Well, I think probably the best example is um, The Secret History by Donna Tartt, which came out like, I think maybe 30 years ago this year, um, and is about this sort of like Bacchanalian, like very, um, it's very intellectual, but also there's murder, which is just <laughs> like kind of a pleasure. Um, I think also, like, as the days get shorter and the nights get longer, even just, like, a good mystery can be really satisfying. But in the end, like, whatever anyone wants to read at any time makes it the perfect book for that time. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I feel like if it's getting me to turn the pages or getting me glued to the earphones, um, that's that's good enough. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I also did a poll. Oh, <laughs> good. This, ask the homies um, in the Instagram stories. I asked them what they were geeked to read, mm. and I asked what kept them glued this year. Cool. Um, we got a lot of sci-fi, some memoir. Cool. Game of Thrones definitely uh-huh. came up. Sure. I don't know. I never got into Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I know, like, that's blasphemy for some people. Oh, no. I don't think it's blasphemy. Okay. What I will say about Game of Thrones, the books, is that I think they very excellently pay homage to, like, a very specific kind of fantasy, hmm. which w- was largely written by white men and had sort of that, like, Middle Ages, you know, like, old-time vibes and, like... You know, your female characters' mileage may vary on how independent and or interesting they may be. You know what I mean? You're nodding your head. Um, I do think since those, even since those books came out, which wasn't that long ago, but in the last 20 or so years, I think there has been a really exciting resurgence of like all sorts of different diversity in genre fiction, especially sci-fi and fantasy, which I'm really happy to see. Um, And... I think one example is Victoria Schwab, who is lovely and writes these like really fun uh, queer fantasy novels. And she actually she wrote a trilogy and just wrote. It's like maybe the fourth book of the trilogy, but also could be the first book of Hmm. the series that you read. And that just came out a couple weeks ago. It's called The Fragile Threads of Power. 
and it's really good. And like the magic is super rich and there's a lot to unpack with it. Um, There's like this super badass lady pirate who's really fun. I think there are a lot of people now who kind of like came up on Game of Thrones and are making their own spins. And that I think is really exciting and interesting. All right. These are these are good wrecks. I'm 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 making it to that trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd like them a lot. Yeah. Um, We also got. In the in the nonfiction realm, this is a memoir, Crying in H Mart. Mm-hmm. Looked really interesting. Have it you heard is. about that one? Yeah, that was a nerd at book club pick shortly okay. after it came out, actually. And yeah, it's a memoir. It's like a it's a food memoir, which is really interesting, and it largely deals with Michelle Zahner, the death of Michelle Zahner's mother, and her conflicting relationship with her as a biracial woman, and and the idea. I mean. I, the amount, I think, especially with our mothers, that we end up connecting with them through food mm. is huge. And yeah, and that's really beautifully explored in that book. Wow. It's I mean, intense. Yeah, it's really it's like intense. from breastfeeding to like yeah, the whole thing. Giving yeah. helping you cook the recipes that she knows. Totally. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So there are some that some folks haven't read yet that they're like excited to read mm, that's that they fun. told me about. One of them I read Who Fears Death by Nettie Accor. Oh yes. Amazing. <sighs> so good. Yes. Really intense. Very Afrofuturey. I won't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. Get into Nettie Accor first. She's yeah. if you if you if you don't know now you know. Mm-hmm. What is a page turner that you have read this year so far where you're like, oh, I just couldn't get my ears or my eyes off of this. Mm. Um, This is one that I actually read the print version of and really liked. It was another book club pick a couple of months ago. It's called Happiness Falls, and it's by Angie Kim. Have you heard about it at all? Mm. It's her second book, and she frames both of her books really interestingly as like they're not mysteries, but there is a mystery. And that's partly what helps propel the plot, which mm. is really enjoyable. In the case of Happiness Falls, it's told by the, from the point of view of Mia, who's a college student who has to move back home in the early days of like COVID lockdown. And Mia has a twin brother and then a younger brother, Eugene, who's a teenager who has autism and something called Angelman syndrome, which has he's got some like mobility issues and he also does not speak and one day Eugene goes out on a walk with their dad and only Eugene comes back and he's got blood under his fingernails and you don't know what happened to the dad and Eugene is unable to tell them what happened so the family kind of bands together to try and figure out what happens to the dad and like more and more secrets kind of come to the surface Mm. and it's just re- I mean it's extremely propulsive it's very good and there are some really interesting broader themes around things like ableism and um, biracialism and a number of other really interesting topics so that's one that I just could not put down and thought was really good wow that wow that sounds like right wow, just like so much yeah she packs a lot into it yeah one I will also say that I'm excited about what everybody's talking about is Jada Pinkett's memoir. Oh, yeah. That's going to be some tea. Yeah. People are really not. I just feel like they're just being not fair to mm. Jada Pinkett. There are a lot of a lot of people who are raving, mm. you know, and then there are other people who are just like, shut up, Jada Pinkett. And I'm just like, guys, yeah. it's pretty good so far. And I don't know why everybody's mad. 
Yeah. There are people who are mad who haven't even read it. They're just like listening to the interviews and like don't want to hear it. The celebrity memoir is so complicated because it's like, one, it's none of your business, but also <laughs> she literally just published a book of her life. So it's actually now like, you know what I mean? It's I think that's really complicated and pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, who are we to say if the book is good or not? But also, also you know, but she put a book out. She put a book out. Yeah. And she and got paid a lot i assume a great great quantity of dollars to do so so then yeah here we are you know well i read i listened to you know what do i say now i'm like listening i'm like mm. all my friends told me it some said i can't say i read it some you can say, say you can Aaron. you can say you read it i read will smith's oh yeah. memoir uh-huh. and now i feel like i have to read yeah Jada's. i think you do i need to get both yeah, sides of the story i think that's true that's true journalistic objectivity right there <laughs> I'm glad you agree. (laughs) Greta Johnson is the host of WBEZ's Nerdette podcast. Once a month, they host a book club. That's where you can read a book along with all the Nerdette listeners. And then Greta also interviews the author. What's the pick for next month? The pick for November is called Land of Milk and Honey. It's by C. Pam Zhang, and it is like a near-future ecological collapse, but like a fancy chef finds this secretive... It's wild. It's wild. All right. The pick for next month is wild. You heard it here. Greta, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. This was really fun. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleef for editing the show. Ethan Schwab was the engineer for this episode. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. And The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and it's a part of the NPR Network. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later. That was so fun. Yay, that was really fun. <laughs> That was very silly. <laughs> <laughs>